Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. This is Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. He's Mike Fratello, former NBA head coach of the Memphis Grizzlies, Cleveland Cavaliers, Atlanta Hawks, working way back. And of course, longtime color analyst with TNT and now the Los Angeles Clippers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm Jeff Phelps and Mike, we are now going to play commissioner. I know we've all wanted to play commissioner, whether it was David Stern or now Adam Silver. And so I'm going to throw a couple of things at us. What would we like to change? in the NBA. And one thing struck me just recently, and we just talked about Donovan Mitchell's big 71 point game against Chicago. And at the end of regulation, he was at the free throw line and the Cavs were down by three. He made the first, missed the second, but jumped into the lane before the ball hit the rim. Clear lane violation was not called. He got his own rebound, put it in, tied the game, went into overtime. And then in that last two minute report, thing comes out from the NBA and it says, well, it was a lane violation on the final basket. I don't understand why the lane, the last two minute report is even put out, Mike, because, all right, I understand the referees need to be critiqued and everything else. Well, do you have to do that publicly? And what, what's Chicago going to say? Yeah, see, that shouldn't have counted. Yeah, well, it wasn't called and it did. Do we need the last two-minute report? Jeff, I know you know the real reason why the last two-minute report came about, and that was because of the incident with the official uh, that uh, where he was suspended and mm-hmm. convicted of, uh, however you want to say, betting on games in his own way. And did that have an effect on the outcome of a game or games in the NBA? And the league was horrified when that took place. That's the last thing they ever want anyone to think is that a game is being fixed. Uh, it's a ter- it would be a terrible thing for sports if that was taking place. So as a result, they tried to get as much transparency as they could, be as much upfront and honest as the people say, well, the NBA is not hiding anything. Now, could they do it in a different way? I'm sure they could do the same thing that they're doing now without making it a public record. Every day a report could go out to each team 
each general manager, president, owner, whatever they feel needs to be covered by it. But the same report could go out so that they could see every day what's going on. But then you're not dealing with the masses, the public, the fans, the people that go to the games, watch it on TV, listen to it on radio. Uh, they're not understanding it. And then how would the newspapers be able to put that in the papers if they don't know it, if they weren't getting a copy of that report? I think it puts a lot of pressure on the officials, the three officials that worked that particular game. You know, now you know who's going to officiate a game way ahead of time. We never knew. Well, we never knew who the officials were until they walked out on the floor. Now they announce them that day. You know who the officials are doing the games. So, um, is there a place for the two-minute report? After what happened and how it happened and the fear of what could take place, I understand why the NBA uh, decided they wanted to do that. I also feel for the people that are affected by that, and that's uh, obviously officials, okay, the re- their reputations and the the heat that they have to take when they go back into a town that they made a bad call. Yeah. You think, don't you think Chicago would like them to have made that call? Uh, more importantly, where was the guy that was supposed to be blocking him out for Chicago? You know, you uh, always you always assign one guy to block out the shooter. There's where the coach. There's and the coach. Jeff, we should we should tell our our viewers, listeners that uh, the guys on the lane line along the side, they're allowed to step in when the ball comes out of the shooter's hands. As soon as it's released from his hand, they can step in. So while it's on its way to the basket in the air, they're already in there fighting for position. The scrum has started. But the man shooting it cannot cross the foul line until the ball hits the rim. That's a rule. And the idea is if there's anybody who knows where that ball is going because it just went off of his hand, it would be the shooter and he'd have an advantage. And we kind of saw that with Donovan Mitchell because he went to right where the ball was coming off the rim, Mike. Yeah, and, and let's face it, he was trying to miss it. Sure. And we understand coaches practice missing free throws. They, they'll When they send guys to the basket at the end of practice, all right, everybody shoot 100 free throws or whatever it is they're going to do, um, they'll say, all right, the next set of 10, I want you to miss left. I want you to miss right. I want mm-hmm. you to see if you hit the front of the rim and it comes straight back at you. Those are things you, so guys have an idea. Where do I have to shoot it to miss it where it bounces to the right? When we missed on purpose in game seven of that Boston Atlanta series back, the great game seven, we're down to one second on the clock. Our ball hit the left side of the rim and bounced across to the right baseline. And we were in, you know, we just weren't there. That's where it hit. It bounced where we weren't. So by the time it bounced, remember, the clock doesn't start until somebody touches the basketball. So we had to get somebody to run to it while Boston's running to it. When they got there and touched it, that was the game before we could get a chance to get up there. So, um, yeah, it was a big call or non-call. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Donovan Mitchell rested in Denver, Mike. And I, I want to touch on this a little bit. Nothing wrong with resting. We see it almost every night in the NBA, and we're seeing it all over the place. But I, I did a little digging, and I wonder, and I know the NBA has put some things in, you know, we're trying to curtail some of that and, and just kind of keep it under control a little bit. But I wonder from your perspective, last season only five players in the entire NBA appeared in all 82 games, five and 13 players only 13 players appeared in 80 plus games. That's according to basketball reference. And so I went back 20 years to check it out just to see a little comparison in the 2002, 2003 season, 46 players played in all 82 games compared to five last season and 94 players played in 80 or more games compared to 13 players last year. So in 20 years, it went from five in all eight or from 46 in all 82 to five last year and 94 players playing 80 or more to 13. Is this out of control now? And should they do even more to try and change that? Or is it good because you're managing your player's health, you're managing your team in a way that you're trying to maximize the schedule, the health, and everything else to have the best team on the floor come playoff time? Well, first I want to deal with, go back 20 years, and was it 45 or 46 players that you said? 46. 46, okay. And remember, back 20 years, you didn't have 17 players on a roster. Right. 15 plus two G League players like they have now. Back 20 years, you had 12 players on a roster. So the 46 becomes a different percentage when you're thinking of that number versus the number nowadays, 15 on the roster. Much greater percentage. Yes, much greater percentage. Um, It's There are pluses to it from the standpoint that you are trying to do the best you can do to protect your most valuable commodity for the NBA, and that's the player. Without the players, you can't have the greatness of the league. Without the players, you can't have the greatness of a championship team if they can't play because they're hurt or injured. However, for the fans mm-hmm. who every night support these teams, or the community, these are people that work hard to earn the money that they have to pay for tickets, pay for parking, pay for the concession stands, pay for the T-shirts and jerseys that they're buying. For them to pick a game out, a month down the road or two months down the road and say, wow, the Clippers are coming to town. I want to go see Kawhi Leonard. I want to go see Paul George. They come that night and Kawhi Leonard or Paul George aren't there that night because of whatever the reason is for the injury or the rest purposes. As As you mentioned, it happened to be Donovan Mitchell that they sat out. And you and I understand Donovan has played a lot of minutes. And it's not like when he's playing, he's coasting most of the time. He's in the middle of the action, the middle of what's going on on so many of the plays each game. So it's a, it really is a hard question to answer as far as I don't like it from the standpoint of the fans who support these teams and who aren't getting a chance to see them. Uh, but I do understand the other side of it, of trying to protect these investments, these players that are making some of them 10 million a year, some 15 million a year, 20 million a year, 30 million dollars a year in salary, which are astronomical numbers 
Well, let me ask you a question. Was Michael Jordan playing 20 years ago? He was. And, and he played how, old, in, how old was he 20 years ago? He was 39. And he played in that season that we referenced. He was 39, his last year in the NBA with Washington. And how many games do you think he played, Mike? Well, knowing Michael, knowing in his head that it was going to be his last season, how did he want to go out? He wanted to go out showing everybody what he could do. Yep. Because that's Michael Jordan. That's what he's about. So I'd say he played 82 games. You are correct, sir. <laughs> you are correct. He played 82 games, I think, more than just a couple seasons in his career. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons. He played 82 games. And, of course, he had a big injury and missed a bunch of games and came back from baseball and you know didn't play 82. But he averaged 20 points a game at the age of 39 playing in 82 games. So, And, by the way, didn't he – that season that he had the foot injury, the very serious injury when he was young, yeah. he came back and the, the team said, you're not going to play in the playoffs. And he said, yes, I am. And he played against Boston. Isn't that when he had like a 60 point game, some yeah. incredible game against the Boston Celtics? Nobody could guard him. They put everybody on the Celtics on him. And Michael just kept scoring and scoring and scoring that that's the kind of competitor that he was. So, yep. and you know, Jeff, I, I really, didn't get a chance to answer your last question where you said to me, what would I change in the league? Because we got off on that referees two, last two minute report thing. But one thing I would look at uh, would be giving coaches their challenge back. If they're correct, ah. if they win it, they get another one for the game. If they're correct on a call that was missed after the review, they don't lose that one. They have it to use again in case they want to use it in the last minute of a game. Yeah, yeah like in the NFL. Cool. That's what I would do. Yeah. Sir, always a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. He's Fratello. I'm Jeff Phelps, and this has been Basketball Gold. This has been Basketball Gold, brought to you by Betway.com. Betway, for the sport of it.